Well, welcome everyone to the Deep Dive Podcast today. This is Tracy Wild Pace, and very excited to have you all here. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. I do want to, before I forget, to remind all of our listeners, if you have any comments, thoughts, maybe questions, or just some positive things you want to talk about in the podcast, you can email us at cyapodcast at capitalchurch.co. Once again, we love hearing from you. So if you have any um, tips or tricks, I don't know, do we say that? Or any ideas, maybe even topics you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. We love our listeners. You guys are awesome. So if you have been listening for a while, you've probably been following along our relationship series that we've been doing here on Deep Dive. We've talked about healthy relationships within marriage and dating. Um, the, our last podcast was really awesome. I hope you enjoyed it. We had Dr. Christopher Yuan talk about holy sexuality. And then today, I have a very, very <laughs> dear friend. In fact, one of my best friends and um, my single friend. Yes. We were um, single together for a long time. She was my roommate for four and a half years, or we were roommates for four and a half years. And um, she's one of my best friends, and she's awesome. And she has an incredible story um, about not just about singleness, but singleness in purpose, which is really what I want today's podcast to be about, because I loved how Dr. Yuan said it before, and um and any of you that know my story know I didn't get married super young, so <laughs> I believe in singleness. But I really do believe that singleness is good, and there is a great season for it for all of us. So help me welcome my dear, dear friend, and we're probably going to laugh a lot and like just bear with us because we have so much fun together. I have my friend Kate Wilson with me here today. Hi, Kate. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm excited to reminisce about all our old times together, living together, and... <laughs> It'll be fun to remember those great memories we have. And they were great memories. Yeah. So we were roommates for four and a half years. Wasn't Mm -hmm. it four and a half? It was four and a half, yep. So our joke has been that we are each other's (laughs) longest relationship. And still to this day, we (laughs) are each other's longest relationship. Like we obviously, you know what we mean by that. But we were... like, neither of us even dated. That's Not what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I think I went on one date during those four and a half years. You did. And Does I it brought, count, though? One date? I mean... No. It, and it was it was a ridiculous. And we went out to eat with him. And you were yes. there. And an extension, one of my extensions fell out of my hair. Yes. That's what I remember from that date. And you just so, slipped and I just, it. <laughs> slid it down under the table. Under the like table. Nothing and never happened. addressed it. Nope. Didn't address it. Um, God and it was too early him. on for him to even say anything. I'm sure if he noticed it, he probably wasn't gonna. Yeah, like say things to is you. a guy on a first date, and who brings his roommate? Who brings his ro- their roommate on their first date with yeah, a guy? Yeah, did me. he? Was he by himself, or do you have someone with? I him? think he was by himself. Yeah. Oh, and then just me and you. Yeah. What were we thinking? <laughs> I don't know. We weren't good at dating. Anyway, rookie mistake right <laughs> rookie there. Mistake. So we have great stories. We mm-hmm. um, we spent a lot of time on our couch watching Hallmark movies. All the, uh, yes, we live for the Hallmark movie because, you know, romances happened in those stories. They didn't happen in our lives. So no, we, we, we lived through Hallmark. We lived vicariously through yeah. these. And we, we, we used to joke, okay, we'd watch one on a weekend. And we especially liked the Christmas ones. Oh, yeah, we really got into those ones. The best. But um, we would joke that, oh, okay, so what we need to do is fight with a guy. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we're doing it all wrong we need to fight with the guy yeah. be mad at him or yeah. something or go back yeah. to our hometown yeah like i am in my hometown but you could have gone back to wenatchee yeah and like found some guy that you that went, I went, went to, to high, high school, school with, with who all of a sudden became like this amazing handsome man swooped me off my feet took me from the big city of boise idaho back to wenatchee city. 
But we, I think we were doing it all wrong. We were too nice to men. That was what it was. That's what the Hallmark movies yeah. taught us. So we were just too yeah. nice. We were too available. But looks like you found someone to fight yeah, with. Yeah, it worked out for you. <laughs> That's not how we got together. So Hallmark didn't help me. But yes, yeah. I mean, we. I I'm on the other side of that that mm-hmm. story. But gosh, those years, honestly, Kate, are Tuesday are still still some of my favorite memories. Mine too. We had. We just had fun doing life together, mm-hmm. ministry together. We worked at the church together, and then we just pretty we much went spent home together, all of our time together, <laughs> watched Hallmark. Every once in a while, yeah. we'd throw in another movie, and because um, well, everyone in our life was married, everyone had kids except for us. Yeah, because it we're not like, taught. These are not in our twenties. Yeah. I don't. I, we, I just need to preface something. We were in our thirties. Like we were not. I was not a young bride. I got married ten months ago at thirty nine. You know, so it's not like. We were, I mean, we were in our 30s when we lived together, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. We were in our 30s. So, I mean, we... I think I, yeah, 35 is when I left. Okay. Yeah. I think so. No, you, what year did you move to California? That's when we broke up. That's when this whole thing ended. Because you came to me and said you were leaving me for the big California. That's true. I did move to California for a few years. So, was I... Would that it was like 2014. Or yeah, that's Okay, right. so we were like late 20s, early 30s is mm-hmm. when we were roommates. And basically we would joke, and I don't know if we were joking because we think it was true, that we were every girl's worst nightmare. Yeah. Like in the church because... Definitely in the church. And to be, you know, to pr- try... I'll, we'll try to be serious, but just bear with us. We're going to have a lot of fun. So <laughs> just laugh with us or laugh at us. We don't care. Yeah. Um, but we were... We felt like even to a point that we were like girls like maybe 18 19 20 like they'd look at us and be like depressed when they looked at our lives because for sure in the church there is such a pressure do you and and there probably is outside of the church too but I'm gonna speak to like just that experience in the culture of the church which a lot of our listeners are from you know maybe Mm -hmm. from a church whether it's capital church or they attend another church but a lot of our listeners come from that culture yeah and and we're in the west and I don't know if it's different like Growing up in the West Coast and it is the East Coast, it seems like different parts and bigger cities, it's, people can get married later and it's yeah. more acceptable. But if you're in a church in the West, especially yeah. Idaho, you Idaho. should be married by 21 at best. I mean, there wasn't any prospects at a church <laughs> for us even to date. And, and if, if we wanted to date, we had to go younger, hence why Tracy went younger. <laughs> We did used to joke like our husbands are probably you know still they weren't in, born in yet. fifth grade yeah <laughs> like they're somewhere out there but they're just child children right now <laughs> and it was actually true for it me. was true it was so yeah. it could be true for you you know it could be yeah but we'll um, I do remember I was gonna say when I, I was working in the kids ministry and I had an intern like literally tell me to my face I I don't want to be like you. Oh, yeah, because I was older. She's like, no, I'm going to. Yeah, I was a girl. I'm going to get married, you know, in the next two years. And I thought to myself, good luck with that. (laughs) That's what I thought, too, when I was an intern. Exactly. It's like you you want something, but doesn't mean that's what God wants. So, well, exactly. And that's the the challenge, I think, with singleness in church is that it there is a stigma. I, I hope it's growing and changing, but there was a bit of a stigma of like something's wrong with you. Oh, a hundred percent. That's and what people would even say, or you'd hear people say about other singles. Like you'd be like, oh, there's a single guy. He's great and everything, but there must be something wrong, wrong with them. Yeah. So then you internally think, well, then there must be, be something, something wrong, wrong with me. me. Exactly. We are the same person. Yeah. Listen to our voice. People could, you couldn't even tell who said that because we said it together <laughs> perfectly. But yeah, and that, oh, I think so that that is, 
Um, that's something that we have to change in the culture of the Mm -hmm. church, because I really truly do believe that singleness, just like marriages of God, there's, Mm -hmm. there's seasons for it and not everyone will be single forever, but when you are single, (laughs) no, he could be listening. You never know. Hello. If you are (laughs) send us an email. (laughs) And, but I do feel like we need to really promote I loved being single I loved my Mm -hmm. single years like we joked like there were moments and like for all people there were dark moments there were sad moments we definitely felt that loneliness partly though because everyone else in our world was married Mm -hmm. we were the only single people left that we knew yeah like there were all of our friends not only were all of our friends married but they were all like well into having children yeah we were way behind we were we felt like two seasons (laughs) Mm -hmm. behind and but yet but we also were like, well, it, it hasn't happened. The time mm-hmm. hasn't happened. So there's that tension, I think, when you're in that season to you have one or two options. You can just go, okay, God, I, I'm going to keep trusting your plan and I'm going to live this single life and, and I'm going to do it with all my heart and I'm going to do all the things yeah. that are in my heart. Or you can get really frustrated in the wait yes. and get really discouraged and just be like, okay, forget it. This yeah. is not how it's going to work. Yes. And I can completely relate to that. <laughs> and each of us did. Yes. Of yep, we did. <laughs> and so I, yes, I felt like I had given my life to Jesus at 21. And from 21 to about 36, I hadn't dated at all. I mean, I yeah. there was like Come one on person that people tried to set me up with, but it wasn't, no, there was nothing serious happened. And I remember like, I went to a wedding of a couple who go, went here to Capitol mm-hmm. or still do. And, um, they met on Tinder. They met on Tinder. And right? they got married. So that was my first encounter with Tinder. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm going to give this a try. So I remember they got married on New Year's Eve, actually, of yeah. 2015. Leslie Logan. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the next day the I signed up for it. Yes, you did. I remember Yes. This. And I remember I was thinking, because I... What did I tell you? You told me not to do it, that it wasn't a good... Right. But I was like... to make that point. <laughs> She's the voice of wisdom that I did not listen to. But I, you know, I got on there because I saw a, a good sure. example of it. So I thought, well, this is a good way. I worked in kids ministry. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yes. And you, it's not like you were 25. Like, oh my gosh, when the people that are 25 would come to us and be like, I'm so sad. I know. I'm not married. I'd be like, like try being 35, yeah. if you know, like come talk to me in 10 years. And there's like, but it's nobody like, in the horizon. Yeah. There's not even, a, like, yeah. there's not even a prospect. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like you were, you know, it had been a couple years since you yeah. had dated. It had been like a decade. 15 years. 15 years. Okay. 15 years to be exact. So, yeah, I decided I was like, I'm going to put myself out there. I kind of felt, maybe I didn't like say this out loud, but I kind of thought, well, God, you didn't show up for me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this out on my own. And so that kind of put me, 2016, I started trying to put myself out there. And I dated a few people throughout that year. And, uh, which was okay. I think it kind of got my feet wet, I guess. And then, but what really happened was in 2017 where I started dating the wrong person. Yeah. Just not that I met on Tinder. Yeah. And, um, all the voices of reason in my life, all my friends, everybody were like, he is not the one, but I just felt like, you know, I had waited, I'd done my part and God hadn't showed up. And so what was so wrong with him? Basically, I was settling because I wanted to get from, I really wanted children. I remember Mm -hmm. even previously before 2016, I would have like 
panic attacks. Like mm-hmm. I'd wake up out of my sleep because my goal was always kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I'm approaching 40. Like there's nobody, you know, you got to date, then you got to get yeah. married and then, you know, all that stuff. And I always wanted to adopt. That was right. definitely, but still I thought I had to adopt with a husband. So I remember kind of feeling this, I, I was rushing mm-hmm. yeah. to get to marriage because I wanted to get to children, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, totally. So 2017... I call it my dark year. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Tracy it. knows. Well, I think well, we stopped talking. I we mean, did. I we think s- I shared my last, like, yes. my last, I um, I think Kirsten and I spied on you one night. <laughs> I've heard these things. True confession. Oh, gosh. I think we spied on you yeah. um, one night and, like, because you had lied yeah. to us or mm-hmm. something. And I'm sure. I, I just felt my heart was, br- I mean, we were, like, best friends. Mm-hmm. And I just knew you were going, you were choosing a path that, I was like, I really believed God had something more for you, but I also knew you had to choose the path. Yeah. You had to make that decision. And so I think after a little bit, I we didn't even talk. No, it was like months. Which was months, sad. Like maybe. It was very, very sad. In fact, I think, skipping ahead here, but I think it was when you and Garrison started dating that we even started re- Talking again. Yeah, like our oh. relationship, because it gave us something to... Yeah, look at us sad. now. Look at us now, but it's all. But fine then now. you know, like a blink, it's like yeah. back to normal. But but God used back to it that your dark year, yeah, 2017. For it, it wasn't a great. You didn't make the best decisions. No, you, but it led you mm-hmm. into a, where I am now. Yeah, but I will say, like for me, like you know, this that year. I mean, I it was like a year I never would have expected was ever going to happen in my mm-hmm. life. I did things that I knew I was shouldn't have done. Yeah. I slept with him, you know, after years and years of waiting to get married. And then what happened with that, and this is what I learned through that, you know, it's not like God just tells you don't sleep with someone because wait till you're married. No, what happens is, is when you do sleep with someone that's not meant to be, it's not within the covenant Mm -hmm. of marriage, the guilt and shame that is attached to you cripples you. And so I went through that whole entire year now, shamed of who I was. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had thrown away the gift of God on my life. And I just lost everything. My friends, you know, who I was in Christ, you know, at least that's how I felt. And then, um, you know, just the call of God on my life. Because I'd worked with kids. And I remember feeling like, I don't feel like somebody uh, kids could look up to now Mm -hmm. because I chose the wrong path. So... After that year, I remember towards the end of the year, I was like, okay, I am not taking this into next year. Like, I'm leaving this in 2017. Mm -hmm. I cannot be this anymore. And I remember praying to God and asking him, like, God, what do you want to do with my life? Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know... I, I I want to do something great with my life and what do you, what's my next what's your next step for me? And God told me, He's like, You already know. Mm. And I was like, so I literally was like psh, back to I've always had a heart for foster care. Like all the years yeah. we were on the couch talking yeah. about your heart for foster care and, and adoption. adoption. Like yeah. those were the com- when we weren't watching Hallmark movies. <laughs> We were talking about your future children. Yes. And their names. Yes. And that's always. a really exciting part. And we'll get to that. We'll in a get to her, bit. yeah, the names. But um, yeah, for sure. So the end of 2017, I I prayed that, asked God. God told me, and I was like, go back to what you already know. So mm-hmm. I knew I was called to kids. I knew I was called to foster care and adoption. So January 2018, I signed up for to become a foster mom mm-hmm. as a single woman. Do it. By myself. Yep. Who needs a man? <laughs> you know? So I signed up and I had no idea, like at all, what God was going to do through this. Wow. And I signed up to foster one little girl 
um, mm. between the ages of five to 12, because I thought that's kind of my niche. Yeah. I thought that's my age. I love little girls. And in my training, they, they talked me into two. So I got ready for two. I had two beds, yeah. you know, and I, God just totally exceeded every expectation mm. through that. And do you want me to continue sharing what happened? Well, yeah. So, um, so just so that people do know, I mean, the heart for foster care and adoption has been from as almost as long as I've known you. When you I mean, moved to Boise, yeah. that was something you would talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you really opened up so many other people's hearts to adoption. To adoption. Like yeah. you've helped people in our church mm-hmm. connected get paired. People. Yeah. yeah, you took you know you connected a birth family with a, a adoptive, adoptive yeah. family mm-hmm. and helped create in this. I. I would always see you the most satisfied, fulfilled, and with the most joy Mm -hmm. when you were doing those things and when you talked about it. But there was this deep sense of like, that was never going to happen for you until you were married. Like, you know, that was something you wanted and you really hoped for it to happen. But, you know, at this point, you're almost 38. Yeah. And when you prayed that (laughs) prayer, you were like, what, a month and a half away from (laughs) From turning 38. And you're just like, and I, and, but you in that moment listened to the Holy Spirit and obeyed Mm -hmm. him. And then God opened the door and you did have a couple girls. And then I, in, in Jan, oh no, January, that's not true. August of 2018, I got a call for a two-year-old little girl. And what's crazy about this too, there's so many little things that I had to listen to God along the way. You guys, wow. it's just incredible. So I'd signed up for five to 12-year-olds. And um, about two weeks before I got my little girl, whose name is Navy now, um, I had emailed my caseworker or licensing worker of all of them and be like, hey, I had respited this little girl, which means mm-hmm. you take, take care of a, a foster child for another foster family. Yeah. And she was two. And I was like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Two-year-olds, I can do. This is great. So I emailed and said, I, I can take as low as two. Well, about two weeks later, I got the call mm-hmm. for Navy. And she was a, uh, part of a sibling set. And what had happened is, is someone had taken her three-year-old brother and her one-year-old sister and then someone had taken her eight-month-old brother, which left one two-year-old mm-hmm. little girl, which I had just said I would take. Wow. And they called me, and I was like, yes. And I picked her up just a couple hours later. And when I went to pick her up, I met this these four amazing children, and I just mm-hmm. was instantly, my heart connected to them, was like, I'll take them all. Yeah. <laughs> and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, start one at a time. Yeah, they're like, no. Not yet. You may not have them all. So, but what's crazy is from that moment that I picked her up, mm. um, within 10 months later, I had not only those three siblings, but her biological mother had had a baby and a little girl, and I got their baby sister too. So I went from zero to five, five. under four years old in the first 10 months of foster care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that's kind of a lot. Yes. I felt like though all my years of working with children kind of led no, me up you, to this moment. It doesn't surprise any of us that know you <laughs> seeing you in this. I mean, I panic every time I start to like slightly like start to like clap, like what is it when you yeah. like hyperventilate? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like when I'm around you with all your kids and then they throw Kelly. Oh yeah, then you throw who? Yeah. By the way, my sister-in-law is Pastor Kelly Wild. If for those of you who know, and that's Ke- that's Kate's cousin. Yeah. So Kate and I are basically cousins too. Yes. Is what we. Well, yes, but like exactly. when I'm around you and Kelly and all the kids, I'm like, <laughs> oh chaos. my gosh, how it's do you beautiful guys- chaos, right? Yeah, and like how do you- how are you saying? <laughs> yes. Sometimes we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so cool is so, and I remember the I remember the first time I met Navy, um, and how much she captivated all of our hearts. Yeah, like. She's- 
just this just beautiful, magical. this sweet, and I mean, I remember how much she loved like Uncle Shane. Oh yeah, and she would just like mm-hmm. look at him. And I remember we like she and I like connected, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like you opened my heart so much to foster care because Aww. I had never really been exposed. I, I had to adoption, but never quite to foster care. And then one by one, each one of these kids, these the sibling yeah. pair comes into our lives because of you, Kate, mm-hmm. and open all of our hearts yeah. to. Oh. The purpose of God and the plan of God and Mm -hmm. how God's really the one that writes the story of our life and of our family. How we have a family is based on God. And so what's cool is so you had them 10 months in of foster care, you have all five. Yep, all five of them. And then... I mean, foster care is such a process because as as long as they're in foster care, they... The parents are given the opportunity to work a case plan. So there's no, there's no for sure in foster care. Mm-hmm. And so um, the parents were still at the point had custody of their kids. And then the older four had um, what we call TPR, so termination of parental rights. And so um, the older four went up for adoption while my baby was still in foster care yeah. for a, another, uh, it was a while from that. So I think they had TPR in August of 2019. And then I adopted the older four in February, February of 2020. So mm. this year, not all bad things happened in 2020. I, I have some good things that yeah. happened. And then I just adopted a little Lyric June Love. Lyric Love. <laughs> um, let's see, two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh. Okay, okay. So here's what's really, really cool. Back in the, go back in time to okay. their couch days, watching Hallmark movies, talking about foster care, talking about our future, like one day we were going to get married. Yes. Or we were going to come up with this plan if by 40 we were married, <laughs> we were both gonna... just going to leave. We're just going to get in our cars, drive different directions, and just find a new life. Yes, okay. and that's I'm how 40. dark. It was like how dark it was for, <laughs> yes. you know, at times. There was some time. But the there Lord always, the, the Lord always brought us yes. back. But I'll never forget Every once in a while, we'd have that conversation of like, hey, when you have kids, what names Mm -hmm. do you like? Like, what are your names? And I liked Duke. Yes. But throw it out the window because my husband doesn't even like that name. So I don't think I get to use that. What? Yeah, I know. I have other names. We're going to talk him into it because that was always your name. I always loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not 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 about it. I also liked the name Ace, but I married someone with the last name Pace. So I can't really name a kid. I can't name a kid Ace Pace. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already made fun of. I'm already Trace Pace. (laughs) You know, that's enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. But your name that you always wanted, and I'd never heard anyone. And I just. Oh, really? No, at that point, when you told me, I'd never heard anyone. I was like, original. But she always wanted to name a little girl named Lyric. Yes. Since I was 15. Like, that's been my name forever. Forever. Yeah. So I'll never forget when you got the call from the biological mom Mm -hmm. that she had the fifth baby. Mm -hmm. And you, oh my gosh, I get emotional thinking about it. And you wrote down, and guess what her name is? Yeah. The birth mom named her June Lyric. Uh Correct? Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I immediately responded, this is your baby. Yes, you were like freaking out. Like, and that's what confirmed it in me that she was going to be mine too. Because obviously God had already spoken it to me. But then um, you freaking out was like, yes. You know, you just need those people with affirmation or affirming. But backtrack a little bit further. A month before mom gave birth, she was telling me she thought she was having a boy. This was her fifth baby. She felt like for whatever reason, I've never been pregnant. But for some reason, she thought it was a boy by some sign. And I turned and I felt the Lord say, it's a girl and her name is Lyric. Stop. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, well, maybe, you know, you kind of make it up in your mind. You're like, well, maybe I'll, maybe one day I'll have her. And then if I adopt her, I'll just name her Lyric. And then the mom 
ended up naming her June Lyric. And I'm And she had no idea. It's yeah, not like you no, ever had a conversation no, with her, like, hey, no. by the way, Lyric's a cute name. Like that was not even a conversation. No, it's it was literally the 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 quickest time I've ever had God confirm something. Yeah. It was like boom. I was yeah. like after years and years and years of waiting, and there she was, my mm. little lyric. And it was crazy. And isn't that just so like God? Yeah. Like how God can do something so suddenly. Mm-hmm. And when we allow God to be the writer and mm-hmm. the author and the one who directs us, and then we walk into such amazing purpose. Like, yeah. think about this, Kate. You never would have had these five miracle, amazing kids if no. you wouldn't have said yes. Know, Even so when crazy. you're single. Yeah. You don't have, you know, that husband yet. We're praying for a sugar daddy. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's got five kids. I got five kids. We need someone to take care of us. <laughs> but I mean, we we think it has yeah. to be in this, this cookie cutter, how, you know, mm-hmm. this is what it's expected. This is what I've thought to, to live out God's purpose for my life. Yeah. And the reality is that God has a purpose in your singleness. Mm-hmm. Like, and it you, may look different than other people, right. but it's still God's purpose and God's plan. And I, I think, you know, as a kid, we are, we're disserviced too, right? Because there's that song, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby. Yeah. So so from a young age, right? Yeah. Which obviously, I mean, but don't have sex outside that, of marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't pregnant. do that. Come but, on, you know, Kate, I kind of was. PG. I know, I know. I was kind of thinking I had to have the man to have the kids. That right. wasn't even biological. I still thought adoption. I had right. to have the man to have the kids. But God wanted to do something completely different in my life and in my kids' life. And you know, I was just thinking as you were saying, um, Garrison doesn't like Duke. I was like, maybe <laughs> because I chose some really unique names. Maybe God's like, I'm gonna let you get your kids first and name them, and then we'll bring the husband because then he doesn't have anything to say about it. Yeah, then you couldn't name all. You couldn't name no. Navy. He probably wouldn't have liked Royal. No, no. You know? I think so the none good of Lord, the good I'm pretty Lord sure Royal. none of my names would have. So flown the with names them. now. She changed the names. Yeah. So now we have the oldest is Knox. He's five, and he didn't like the name for a while, but he likes it now, right? No, no, he loves it. And he I call is, him Noxy, and he, he is so cute. So he has the most adorable. Oh, he's just a dream. Yeah, he's, he's just a handsome be, little guy. Yeah. Everyone always says I'm gonna have to fight the girls off. Oh yeah, for he's sure. A, he's a beautiful boy. I always think Navy's older than Knox. She's tall. I don't know where she and got her I met. I met Navy first. Oh, yeah, because so I, I always... In, mm-hmm. Okay, so we have Knox, and we have Navy. Navy, who's four, and then we have Essie James, and I... <sighs> she's got kind of swag, and she's... Yeah, she's got a lot of personality, so I wanted she to give her... She likes fashion like her TT. Oh, yes, she mm-hmm. does. Oh, yes, she does. She loves to dance. Yeah. She loves Selena right now. That's her new, like, Selena, not yes, Gomez, but Selena, the story. original mm-hmm. Selena, bitty, bitty, bum, bum. And then, so Essie James is three, and then Royal is two. And then Lyric is one. So, so. You, I don't know if you guys caught that. It's five kids. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> so she's got quite a So handful. I have a minivan now, mm-hmm. which is just never was my dream. And now my dream is a 12 passenger. I'm like obsessed with 12 passengers. Who would have thought? I know, not me. No, but... There's but some pretty cool there 12 are. passenger vans and out there. you never know because God might have more children for you. Yeah. So you might well, need. And they're friends. Yes. And you still, just so that people know, you still foster. So you still have. Yes. I'm actually getting relicensed um, in just a couple weeks to possibly take on another child. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, obviously my goal will always be to help reunify. I was a- actually able to reunify my first foster daughter. I had her for six months. Oh. Yes. So she actually, her. yes, little me, me. Oh, yeah. But um, 
anyways, I, I would like to help families. I think one thing I didn't expect through my foster care journey, I had no idea how much the family, the biological mm. families would impact your life and mean wow. to you. Yeah. And so I feel like I love just this relationship I have with my kids' biological family. And yeah. I kind of gained, it's like marriage, you know, when yeah. you marry Garrison, you got you all this, this new family. family members. Yeah. And I really have gained them. And I know one of the sisters calls me her adopted sister. Aww. So we've really become close and it's all for the good of the children. Like what's ever's best for them. And they love that their mm. family. And I don't feel like removing them from their cousins and their aunts and all those people that want to pour into their life. I mean, more, more people love you, the better, right? Yeah. And you've been incredible at honoring. Um, and we learned that watching Kristen Kelly and their adoption process Mm -hmm. and they had an open adoption and really have honored the, the biological mom who we're all friends with. I love her. She's my favorite. I think she's my number one fan on Facebook. She's so sweet to me and I love (laughs) watching her life and she gets to be a part of watching these three amazing miracles that she could have aborted mm-hmm. and chose to give life to and knew she wasn't able to, um, you know, care for them herself. Mm-hmm. Same as your yeah. beautiful five children's biological mom. She could have at any point yeah. chosen I've, abortion, but she chose to give them life. Yeah, and Yes. I mean, honestly, I feel like people make uh, biological birth moms out to be like these horrible people mm-hmm. and really realistically we need to look at them as heroes because yeah, without them we would not have our nieces and nephews yeah. we would not have my kids along with um kirsten's children i yeah. mean there's so many kids like obviously out of uh, something like a bad situation becomes a beautiful situation right. because of the gift of adoption and i've always had this heart for adoption i just always have thought it was beautiful but actually walking in it and mm-hmm. living it and you know getting to call my kids mine is the most amazing thing in the world so and it's the heart of god it, it really is it's and i like absolutely adoption. i don't think you feel anything there's nothing closer to the heart of god yeah. than adopting a child and calling them your own i remember when i was just in the court hearing for lyric and they asked me one question they're like if she was biologically lo- yours would you treat her any different i was mm. like no I don't think of her any other... I mean, I know the truth and the reality that she didn't come from my body, but my heart doesn't know that. Like, your head knows these things, but oh my gosh, I couldn't think of her as anything but mine. Wow. So I think that's how God thinks of us. Well, honestly, I have so many nieces and nephews. I have to stop and think. I have to... Honestly, I know it sounds stupid, but sometimes I have to stop and think, which one... Wait. We're adopted. Yeah. Which ones are biological? (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When you open your heart to that and you you don't think like that, they're Mm -hmm. just children. Mm -hmm. And think, what if God adopting us thought, oh, they're just, you know, they're not, they're not as important as Jesus. No, God adopts all All of us us. into Mm -hmm. his family. And we are a part of the inheritance that comes from God. And, and I'm just, I just want to say, Kate, Kate, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm so honored to be your friend. And I'm so honored to have walked this journey with you to see what God did. You know, like the dreams that I knew were in your heart, Mm-hmm. There were difficult moments. There was a dark year, a dark yes, season. There was a very dark year. But what I love about you is you owned it. You repented. Mm-hmm. You just were like, God, I know there's more. And you ran into the purposes of God. Mm-hmm. And I think you are, to me, a shining, beautiful example of what it means to be a single on mission, a single woman with purpose. And I, I mean, I still... Mm-hmm. To this day, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to my grave believing that actually, Kate. I think that we helped a lot of young girls 
see that being single is actually really beautiful and it's good. I hope so. And it's yes. God God gives you so much purpose and you don't have to wait to be who God has mm-hmm. called you to be no. or to do what God has called you to do when you get married because you can be all that God, you can be completely whole and complete in Jesus yes. in this season. And I'm watching you live that out. And to me, it's like such an honor to be able to watch it and be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and what I love too is that you're not just doing this for you. What Kate has always had a heart for is to help other people foster care and adopt. Mm-hmm. And so now this is this has become your mission. Not only oh, are yeah. you uh, went from fostering to adopting mm-hmm. on your own, but now your mission and basically you're working towards this being your purpose. Yeah is to help others find that same Mm -hmm. joy and purpose. And so I'm really excited, and you can explain it, but you have a foster care information meeting coming up soon. Yes. Well, what happens is, is obviously, back when, before I got my kids, I'm just going to tell you this, God spoke to me, your kids will be the faces of foster care. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what kids I was getting. I had no idea how many kids I was getting. And now fast forward, I have these five beautiful children. And I'm Mm -hmm. not kidding you, the people that reach out to me because of my kids I mean, they're drawing people into foster care as long as, along with me. And so I feel like we I want to break the idea of these children in foster care with issues. Because that's yeah, what you hear. Like stigma. I mean, sure. I was even told when I signed up, you're like, are you sure you want to do it by yourself? Because they have issues and they're going to need a dad. And I'm like, okay, listen, I'm saying yes to the call of God yeah. on my life. Just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean it won't work for me. I felt like I had to be obedient. And I went into it like having no idea. But... They, Mm. these kids, what they have to deal with and go through, Mm. they handle it better than most uh, grown adults do. (laughs) Let's be real. Rejection, heartache, Mm. being removed from everything they've ever known. And then we expect them to be perfect and not react. No. So anyways, I feel like my kids also have drawn people in because they're pretty amazing children. They are. I will say that. So I, um, I'm working on starting a nonprofit. Obviously, there's work in that, and I just felt like God had put on my heart to start doing um, some informational nights. I actually had a friend reach out to me that works in one of the other counties here in Boise, Mm -hmm. and she said, they're seeing so many kids. Like, we need to ignite the church to do what we've been called to do for for the orphans of our community. And children in foster care are really the orphans. They're they're wards of the state. So um, anyways, we're doing this information. We're bringing in professionals. We're bringing in... Um, case managers, people who are out on the field actually removing children to kind of share what they're seeing out there right now, just amidst COVID. Because of COVID, there's a lot of kids coming into care and they're sitting in the office. Yes. They're sitting in offices with nowhere to go. And Mm. so the dream for the foster or the nonprofit is really big, but we're going to start with what we can do now. So on November 10th, Um, Here at Capitol Church at 6.30, it's a Tuesday evening, we're going to do this information night. And really, it's just to really stir the hearts of the church to get involved. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm I'm excited. I know, I'm so excited. Yeah, so if you're interested, and and just so you know, this night does not commit you to foster care, to fostering or anything. But it does, like if you, as you've been listening to this and the Holy Spirit's been tugging on your heart and maybe just pulling you in that direction, um, maybe you're a single woman or a single man, or maybe you're a young couple that has been waiting to have children. And maybe the Holy Spirit is saying that maybe where he wants you to start is in foster care. I don't care. I don't know where you are, but I just, if you feel at all, like the Holy Spirit is just tugging on your heart to at least come and listen on November 10th, Mm -hmm. it's going to be in the lobby here at Capitol Church. 
So come join us. It'll be a good night. And um, if you haven't met Kate, then you can meet her in person. She's really like a local celeb, to be (laughs) honest. She's like a big deal around here. And she is the best and my longest relationship. Yes. We're still, even though you're married, we're still each other's longest relationship. You got another how much? You're only 10 months. I've only been married 10 months. Okay, but you dated for how long? Not that long. Okay, so yeah, I still we, knew you, you, you longer. Still got three I more still years. knew you longer than I know my husband. Let's hope in the next point. three years before you surpass our longest relationship, that you get I get married. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think that's a reasonable, Lord. It's reasonable. <laughs> I'll be forty-three. Come on, Lord. But you know, all that to say, but I all do your know, plan, Lord. Just and a, it's all yeah, your plan. and being single is way better than being in the wrong relationship. Yeah. And, and that is what, something that you told me out of your dark yeah. year. You said, yeah. hey, you know what I learned? Yeah. Being single is way better and more fruitful and more fulfilling than being in the wrong relationship. Because the so, wrong relationship pulls you away from the calling of the God. The purpose of God. Yep. And that you can... Who wants to live in without your purpose? Exactly. No. Without it, you perish. Without mm-hmm. it, you feel empty and isolated. And God wants you to be fully flourishing, thriving, and who Amen. you are called to be. And Kate, you are a perfect <laughs> example of that. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was really fun. Do you want to do it again sometime? Yeah, sure. We could come one when time. When I get married, then I'll come back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then maybe we could do a Christmas Hallmark. Like we should watch a few and then just talk, discuss Let's do it. it. Yes. We probably Done. only have like two listeners, but we could do it. The people. Nathan, the producer, there's is a, giving me a absolutely not, never. There's a lot of women out there that love Hallmark. Okay, so why would it they? might go pretty far? <laughs> the whole podcast could turn into it's gonna go a viral. Hallmark. Yeah. Like we just like we talk about the Hallmark. You know, they do it for sports. Yeah, why can't we do it for Hallmark movies? I, Politics. I, I think Come on, it works. I'm in. I, yeah, me too. All right. Well, it's been a fun podcast today. We really hope you enjoyed this amazing conversation with Kate Wilson about being single and with purpose and that God might be putting something on your heart. It might not be even foster care for you, but it's something that God has said. And I loved what you said today, Kate, was that when you really surrendered your life to God and you really said, okay, God, like it's your plan. What did he tell you? Go back to what he had already told you. Mm -hmm. He said, you already know. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage anyone who's listening and might be in a discouraging season. Maybe 2020 has been your dark year. I would encourage you to pray and spend even a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to remind you what it is that he's told you and he's called you into because this could end up being your best year yet. I love that. I do too. All right. Well, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, always um, send us an email at cyapodcast at capitalchurch.co. Love you guys. And we can't wait to see you next time on the Deep Dive Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for being with us today. We hope that you were encouraged. We want to remind you, subscribe to our podcast. You can be listening in every week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We have our Instagram at Capital Young Adults. We also have our Facebook page. We'd love if you would follow us on there. And also, if you have any prayer requests, we want to be praying with you. Shoot us a direct message or an email. That way we can be praying with you in this time. We love you guys. We hope you have the best week. And we can't wait to be back with you this time next week. 